You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Hello again, everyone. This is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm your host, Doug Thorpe, and I'm especially excited today. I've got somebody that I, I don't often call my guests celebrities, but in my book, my guest today is one. Her name is Ann Carden. And if you're active at all on some of the professional sites on social media, Ann is a, is a, is a name that appears often and she does some great work so i'm very excited to get her to be on the show and welcome thank you so much doug i appreciate that okay i haven't been called a celebrity before so thank you <laughs> oh for sure for sure well i uh I'm not, I'm not a celebrity, everyone. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so, Anne, as is a little bit custom, uh, tell everybody your backstory a little bit about your journey through the business world and adult life and, and getting you to where you are today. Sure. Thank you. Uh, so I spent 13 years in corporate. I was in business management. I was in retail management. And I left that uh, when I had kids and wanted to stay home and be a mom. But we started f struggling financially. So I started looking for a way to make money as we mostly do. And that was 32 years ago. So it was a long time ago. But I started a, a little business that turned into a global business um, employing several people and run, basically running a manufacturing company out of my home. And I did that while I was able to raise my kids. So that was, that was really a blessing to be able to do that. But that was before, you know, we had the internet and all, all the stuff that we have today. So I had to build that global business the old fashioned way and run ads in international magazines and things like that. But I did that for seven, seven years. And then I sold that. And then I, I built four more businesses besides the one I'm in from the ground up. And eventually I sold all of those. So I've sold five of the previous businesses I built. And that's really what brought me into coaching. I, you know, had success in business and made a lot of mistakes along the way. Uh, so I want to help people not do those things and, and fast forward their success. And, and that's really where my heart is today. So I mostly, though, work with coaches and consultants now to have successful businesses because I feel like if I can help them have success, they can impact more people. And yeah. business owners and entrepreneurs need help. And you know, they're to me, they're what makes the whole world go round uh, economically. And so I just have a passion and a heart to help them be successful so they can they can reach down and help other people. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And as many of us have done, as we've, those of us that are, um, well, I'll say it for me, I'm not going to speak to you. So I, I'm assuming you started all that when you were about eight years old. So uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, those of us that are a little longer in the tooth, we, we have experiences and journeys that we've been on and, and certainly didn't do it right at every turn. So that is a big part of what we try to do is share with others. Mm some of the learnings that, that we've had so that they don't have to make the same mistake. And I, I love that basic premise. So tell us a little more about exactly what your firm does today. Yes. Yeah, so today I really help coaches, consultants, professional service entrepreneurs build 
uh, high-end businesses. So I, I really help them bring in those very high-end clients so they can have a simple business and a really high-profit business. And that's that's a really key piece. Uh, more freedom, more money, but also making a great impact. So I really work at the high-end. There are so many people out there that are working with uh clients at, at, you know, what I call the lower end. And so it's kind of blue ocean, really. I, I only know a couple of other people that even do what I do, and we're all very different. So I help them really, in a nutshell, package, market, sell, and then uh, very, very high-end services, and then scale their business. And then they can add on other revenue streams and things like that. So it, really helping them get into seven figures or even beyond is yeah. sort of the pitch, but from a high-end standpoint. Well, I, I know, or I'm going to assume in a bit of projection on my part that you probably suffer the same challenge I do when I put myself out there as an executive coach and a business advisor. Uh, the market is somewhat flooded with people that have hung out shingles saying they do that. And mm -hmm. my perception is there's similarly a flooding of the market by people that say they can help people like me create, you know, high ticket sales, high volume leads, or not high volume, but high quality leads and so forth. I, I probably get approached a dozen times a day by somebody through LinkedIn or Facebook or even directly through my website um, offering me a service. So how do you differentiate yourself from Mm. Those, those masses. <laughs> I love that question. So first of all, I am really about uh, customizing strategies for what is going to work for my clients. And because I've been doing this for so long and I, I've made a lot of those mistakes, I hired a lot of those marketers. Let's just take LinkedIn, for example. I hired a lot of those marketers when I first came onto LinkedIn because I didn't understand LinkedIn and I didn't really understand you know, how to work on the platform and all of that. But one of the things that I've worked really hard on in my business is to really develop my skills so that I could be so much higher value to my clients. So when a client comes in to work with me, I look at what is going, what's going to be the best strategy for you to get clients. Uh, you know, a good example, I have a client right now that just loves speaking. That's her thing. And, and so LinkedIn isn't, even though she's on LinkedIn and she's active on LinkedIn, it's not where she wants to spend all of her time trying to get clients. She wants to speak. So I help her develop a speaking strategy so that she has a consistent flow of business coming in. So, you know, a strategy is making sure you're getting the end result that you want. And then what are the tactics and the, you know, the system and everything to do that. So I help people put the system in place that is going to work for them. And that's where I'm very different. So many coaches and consultants out there, it's so cookie cutter. It's so rinse and repeat. I have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into the coaching and consulting industry, which is for, which is why I wrote my book. I was so frustrated because I was so tired of it. Oh, build a Facebook group and do this. And oh, now, you know, spam everybody on LinkedIn. And oh, no, you need to be on Instagram. You need to be doing this. And oh, you need to do this. And here's what no one ever did. 
They did not look at Anne. <laughs> they didn't look at who she was trying to work with. They, and this was even when I was working with small business owners, they didn't look at my expertise and all of the things that I could bring to the market and help me with the best marketing strategies. It was so cookie cutter. It was the same thing they were teaching everyone that nothing that I wanted or that I was doing was even considered because they didn't know how to do that. They, I mean, they just didn't know how to do that. They learned one strategy and that's what they taught everybody. A good example of this, Doug, is I can think this was a lot of years ago, but I invested into a program where they convinced me at that time I was working with small business owners, a particular market, and they convinced me that my clients were on Facebook. My clients were absolutely on Facebook. And I kept saying, I think they're on Facebook, but I think startups are on Facebook. I don't think the bigger businesses that I'm trying to reach are, oh, yes, 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 they are. Well, of course, it was a salesperson, right? So I invested a lot of money. I wrote the check for a lot of money in this program. And of course, my clients were not. It, like their, their strategies did not work because it wasn't the right fit for my business. And there were a lot of people actually, when I was in that program, they were making millions of dollars and they were bringing in a lot of people uh, into their program. So on the outside, they were having a lot of success, but there were a lot of people trying to get their money back. And I heard later from someone that they had a 50% return rate. And the reason for that is because they pushed people into something because they did not know. They didn't yeah. know. <clears throat> So that happens. So what makes me very, very different is I look at individually, who are you trying to target? How do you want to reach them? What is your sort of sweet spot there? And you know what's going to be the best strategy for that to work? And that's the strategy that I help my clients with. And that is different for all of my clients. Um, I've got multiple ways that I can help them reach their clients, multiple ways. It's not just one, one size fits all. And marketing is only one piece of what I do with people, but yeah, yeah you have to have the right strategy. Well, I too have had similar experiences in the early days of my practice, getting kind of lured in and, and, gone through the logic argument of why a certain program is good. And it's funny you've mentioned Facebook. I had the same experience. I got plugged into a guy who knew that, you know, the absolute best way. And so I signed up and wrote big checks and went to a three-day workshop. And it was only the third day that we finally started kind of sharing across the panel of all the attendees in the class of uh, what we did and how we did it. And I'm scratching my head because half of the people that showed up were supposed alumni of this program. But what they were doing in their business was basically copying this guru's mm -hmm. model and right. selling the same thing to another group. And I said, that's, that's not what I do. And that's not what I'm here for. Right. You know? Right. I'm not I'm not going to de defer from my executive coaching and business advisory work and go start selling Facebook strategies to other coaches. Right. That's not what I'm going to do. Right. And if you're telling me that's where the money is, well, guess what? You didn't listen at all. <laughs> that's and that's the problem. Well, they don't know any other way. And it's it, to me, that's all then about making money, right? You're not caring about the people that you're helping or serving. But most of them, uh, so many people out there really are, oh, 
this sounds so bad, but I call them one trick ponies because I don't think they really understand how to build a business. They know how to do a strategy and you can make millions of dollars from a strategy, but heaven forbid, if you should ever get shut down on that platform or something happens, which, and that's all you know how to do, or that's all you're even teaching people to do. That's not teaching people how to build a business, in my opinion. Right. You have to understand business. So, um, you know, a good example, I got shut down on Facebook a few years back, right before the pandemic. I was very active. I was making a lot of money on Facebook because, you know, I'm working with coaches and consultants and and they're on there, but uh, I was having a lot of success and my account got hacked and I lost everything. Like literally overnight, it was all gone. Everything I'd spent, you know, a few years building up and putting money into and time and effort. And it was the biggest frustration ever. I was so mad. I was so annoyed by the whole thing. But my business didn't really skip a beat because I wasn't dependent on Facebook for my business. It was just one place. I had an email list. I knew how to go get clients. I speak. I do other things. And so, and I, even if I would have had to go back and start working with small business owners again, I I knew how to do that. I knew how to build a business. So my business didn't, it was, it was annoying and it took a little bit of a hit from, because I wasn't getting the Facebook business, but, but my business was still going and it was still sustainable and I was still doing well. And I fear for people that don't really understand how to do that. Yeah. And you're right. And I think that's the, the challenge and what, what a business owner who is truly trying to build a business, what they need to understand is anything with any of the social media platforms is just a tool. It's not a strategy. It's not a business. Exactly. And unless you're somebody that wants to be in the business of churning the bank by making other people give you that one-time payment of something, you know, that's, and that perhaps is a different business model for some, but uh, I, I think if you're really trying to help make a difference in the world, that's that's not a business, <laughs> right? You know, and the other thing too, I and that, but that's also one of the things that sets me apart. I'm a real business coach that understands marketing and knows how to market and knows how to close sales and knows how to scale a business. And a lot of them don't, they know that one thing. So to me, that's not even a business coach. If you only know a strategy, you're more of a marketing coach to me than you are a business coach. So, yeah, so I, you know, I'm an A to Z, I like to say I'm an A to Z approach I'm not a one trick pony. I know how to do, you know, like a lot of my clients, like I said, they're doing different things. They're still coaches and consultants, but they're doing different things. Their businesses are not all the same and I'm helping them with whatever they need. And even in my mastermind groups, they're all still doing the same thing, but they're all working towards the same goals. And, you know, they all have their own marketing strategies, but they're relevant to everyone. So uh, yeah, big difference. Well, and I, I'm inferring here, and I'll ask you the question. So a lot of the small businesses that I run into, the owner, no doubt, has a great idea, but they really struggle with articulating their brand and their really the ultimately their value proposition mm-hmm. to the market. And I'm taking you help in that area. Absolutely. It's a big, big piece of what I do. Yeah. 
because I can't, if I'm bringing people, if I'm helping people with their marketing or bringing in those really high-end, high-value clients, I can't even put a marketing strategy in place until we get that foundational piece. So I call it market positioning. You, you're talking about a value statement. So positioning is the outside perception that people have of you and your brand and what you do and how good you are, trust, all of those pieces, credibility, all of that is your market positioning. So what it, what do people see when they first come across you? So the best example of that is if, if I say Lamborghini, what comes to your mind? But if I say a cheap used car, what comes to your mind? So if you're going to work in the premium space, which is where I help my clients work, they have to look like a premium coach or a premium business. And so that, that all has to be really dialed in first. And their message is a huge, huge part of that. If their message is not on point, they're going to attract the wrong people and they're not going to get that they're not going to get the traction in their marketing that they can. But when their message is on point, I mean, a good example of this is I've helped people that are out there doing a lot of stuff and they have a lot of good stuff going on, but their message is off for their market. So when I help them fix that, it's like almost instant, instant that they start, uh, you know, instantly that they start getting traction and start things start happening like now they're getting response because we get very clear on what their market wants and what the problems are of their market who those people are that can afford those services and we dial in the right message for that and uh, a good example of this is I have a client right now that I'm working with in the corporate space and we created a message where he actually reached out to some people by email. He built just a small list of 100 people and he started reaching out with the message and he sent 15 emails and he had eight corporate calls booked. And that was because his message was relevant to what their needs were. And that's the power of the right marketing. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, I think uh, aligning with the wrong service provider to help with this will really cost you time and money. Mm. And I'm thinking of a story of a business here locally. And again, for the listeners, I'm in the Houston area. So in 2017, we had this little event called Hurricane Harvey, and we got mm -hmm. 52 inches of rain and massive flooding everywhere. Well, there was a company that was a specialist in uh, water damage restoration of your home. Well, water damage restoration, you know, you, you ask yourself the question, okay, when does that happen? Well, mm -hmm. in 2017, the thing on everybody's mind was flooding right. because of the storm. And he was engaged with a marketing company at the time who just kind of jumped on that and really pushed it out. Well, Harvey came and went, the floodwaters went away and, you know, life got back to sort of normal, but that was still the messaging. If you if there's a flood. Oh, so they me, didn't change it. Yeah, not relevant. Like, well, no, <laughs> you can have water damage when a pipe breaks. Right. Or, you know, there's another kind of leak in your house. And uh, he fired the old marketing company, got a new one who quickly mm -hmm. identified that as the weakness. They changed just a little bit of messaging on his website and in his material and his phone started ringing off. I know, up. started ringing again. Yes. That's a perfect example, too, of, <clears throat> of what happens when people don't have the right thing dialed in. Yes. Right. So, you know. 
Harvey-type flooding was just the anomaly and and the, the proverbial hundred-year event. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you can have a pipe break at any time. Right. That's so, right. Uh, and, you know, you're talking about message. I mean, as we're on this marketing subject, the other piece of that, because I did this very well with small business owners before I ever started doing it, you know, again, in the space that I'm working in now, but um, having the right message dialed in and having it relevant, you know, it, it is going to really set you apart as well. And your message should set you apart so that you're, I always say you should be in a category of one. But like I said, I only know a couple of other people that even do what I do. And we're all very different in sort of how we have built our brand and, and all of that. So we don't do the same things. We don't have the same things. And that puts, again, that's kind of blue ocean, right? So if people want what I have, they can clearly see how I'm different. And people have to do that in their marketing because especially in the coaching and consulting space, for example, or even in, in small businesses, there's lots and lots of people that people can buy from. So if you don't know how to set yourself apart and let the market see how you're different and why they should buy from you over someone else, uh, then you know you're going to miss opportunity. And so that's another piece that has to be really on point and in, you know, to strengthen that market position. So give me a sense of if you take on a new client and you go through this process of really dialing in the message and then deciding on the strategies you're going to use to promote that out. Uh, is there a, a typical timeline for when somebody will start seeing results? Mm, that's a great question. It really depends on where they are and what they've been doing. So if they've got a lot going on, I've had people get results in three days where they all of a sudden will, you know, bring in a really, really high end client in a few days. So if they've got an existing network and they, they've been doing things in their business and they've got things going, sometimes it can happen very fast. So, you know, a few days, a, a week, uh, two weeks, you know, those, those are not uncommon testimonials and clients that I've had. But then I've got other clients where we had to change so much and there's, they don't have an audience. They don't have a network. They don't, you know, they're, they're just further behind. They haven't got them, their business to a point yet. Well, then that is going to take longer. Now I had, I do have some quick strategies that will, will work, but there still has to sometimes be foundational work that has to be done. So sometimes if they don't get really fast results, a lot of times it's because they're not moving fast enough. I can move as fast as my clients want to move. <laughs> yeah. They, It's them. It, it, they're usually the holdup. It's not me. It's I'm, I'm like, okay, here's your next move. Here's your next move. Here's your next move. But uh, a lot of times they're just not getting the stuff done as fast as possible. So so that's kind of a loaded question, to be quite honest. Some of that, that's why I said it depends. But if they're if they're raring to go and and they, you know, they're going to take action. I mean, I just think of one of my clients just recently. Uh, we restructured her whole business model and how she was selling herself and her services. She worked really hard. I only worked with her eight weeks. She worked really, really hard, and she brought in three very high end cash clients uh, in in the eight weeks that we worked together and she was, you know, keeping those clients on the back end for tens of thousands of dollars. So it, it was a game changer and life changing for her. So it just depends on the person and, and where they're at. 
Yeah. Is there a true typical client? I mean, I know you said coaches and high end and all that, but is, mm -hmm. is there a specific avatar that you tar try to target? I love to work in the B2B and professional space. So either, and I, I do have clients that are uh, mindset coaches or stress coaches or whatever, but I typically move them into the B2B or the professional space into corporate if they're not doing that because I'm helping them get high-end clients. And, and because a lot of what we do is on LinkedIn and it's, they're, they're wanting to speak and they're wanting, you know, I, I really elevate their brand and all of that. Um, that is, that's, that works the best. Those are the people that I can help the most. I'm not as, um, I don't love the build a Facebook group, even though I know how to do that. I did it very successfully and I don't love that model. And so typically the people that you find in that model are the marketers that are trying to sell the coaches and you're finding coaches that are like selling energy and mindset. And it just isn't my, it's just not what I love. I love business. I love the business side of things. I feel like that is my sweet spot. That's what I know best. That being said, if they're not working in corporate or they're not working with businesses and there is an opportunity for them to do that because they're very good at what they do, I move them into that space so they can get those bigger fees and they can get paid what they deserve to, to be paid. And there's a need for those services. <clears throat> well, you, you've alluded to your mastermind groups. Talk to us a little bit about that. What, uh, what do you have going on there with them? Yeah. So I, I really work um, in two main ways in my business. So I obviously have my private clients and I have a lot of ways that I can work with them, but then you have to scale, right? You have to be able to keep helping clients. But what a lot of people do is they start a group program. And I don't teach that model because a lot of group coaching programs are on the lower end. So maybe you're getting a thousand dollars on the high end from a client, a thousand dollars a month. I teach a very, a much higher level level model. So it, this would be really a step up. And this is more about um, getting those higher value clients and getting those much bigger fees. So masterminds that could be you know, $25,000, $50,000, $100,000, or even more, depending on who your market is. So that's more the, area, the, the arena that we play in. But there are some things that have to be done if you're going to get $50,000 mastermind clients. There are, there are some details and, and some differences in that and coaching, uh, like a group coaching. Uh, one one thing in particular is that high, very high level clients don't want to be with 50 other people. So that's the first thing is it's got to be a more, you have to think more about the client experience, but they also, and so, they, but it also needs to be very high touch. So it's a different model, but it's still a very leveraged model. So yes, I run high-end masterminds and I teach people how to run those as well. So you have to build the value up. You have to make sure you really understand the market for that and what you're going to deliver in that mastermind. And then you you keep those at a minimal amount of people. So I only put six per mastermind uh, in my group and I run multiple groups, but I only work with them a few hours a month. I mean, they have access to me in between and they do get some private time with me when they want uh, to book a call. They get so many private calls a year with me and they're longer engagements. So I'm helping them scale to, you know, $500,000 million or even more. And, uh, you know, so th that is a long game, right? That's not a 90 day program. 
So that's but, the difference. But, but it's very, it's a hybrid of high touch or a hybrid of private and they get the component of the mastermind as well. But yeah, so I, I teach people how to run those um, also, how to how to build those. I think you're right on on your comment about the the lower end scale for these, you know, group coaching things. Uh, I've, I've heard of late, I've heard a lot of pushback from entrepreneurs who have said they're just fatigued with that. They've tried it. They've. Oh, they're you know, exhausting. They're well, exha it's a volume method. Yes. <laughs> it, um, and, and the, um, the value for the time is it's not so much about the money, although it's nominal, it, it's more the return on the time because yeah. what, what's a classic entrepreneur's primary complaint? I don't have enough time. Right. Right. And and I know that's another issue unto itself if mm -hmm. for someone to say that. And that's where a coach can come in and help you with that. But that is their common complaint. And it's mm -hmm. like, even if I'm going to carve out two hours a month and do it virtually where I'm not traveling, it's still they question the value of the time yes. invested. Well, so if you could make a half a million dollars with a couple of uh, high-end mastermind groups that you're spending an hour a week with, you could probably do that. And you're doing it virtually, right? right. Um, there's a lot of ways to, to put them together and run them. But yes, I mean, the one of the things that I see that people do when they put together groups, and again, to me, this is playing in the sort of the mediocre space. They're not bringing in the high end. They're not bringing in the best clients. So they're bringing in clients that require a lot more. And a lot more, and it's almost like you're you're still almost like coaching them one to one, even though they're in a group. Except now you have twenty of them. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. So when you work with people at a much higher level, they they actually are much less effort. I mean, they're just less effort. Now I do have a membership site of strategies and videos and things that I that I have built out. But they're not PowerPoints. They're videos where I've done real trainings, where they've been in the room, we've recorded them, and those go into a hub. And then I, you know, put worksheets in there so they can go into the hub and they can watch those over, watch the replays, but they're only going into what's going to be relevant to them. And so that there is a, there are some things that they get along with my, they get templates and, you know, I help them customize everything. So, but it's very different from what a lot of people are doing. I'm not taking them from startup and and trying to, you know, teach them all of this stuff. They already have things going. So now what are the gaps that I can help you implement so that you can really get to the levels that you want? Uh, but when you're working, yeah, when you're working with low-end clients, they just require a lot more work. They are, you know, it can be exhausting, which is why I got out of that model. I just didn't enjoy it. It's like, I can go out and start more businesses. I don't need to do this. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't need to put all that time and energy into a person trying to help them do it. And that's why I don't love working with startups unless they already are coming with a lot of expertise and experience that we can quickly hit the ground running with that. So I, I it's just a different, it's just at my model. It's just what I prefer. I think yeah. we have to do what really works for us. I share that same sentiment in my own business. I don't, I don't work with startups. I, I usually set the bar at a minimum of 2 million annual already. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, um, and I also set a minimum on the headcount they've got. If it, if it's still a two person, three person operation, mm -hmm. 
they're and they've been at it a couple of years and that's right. all they've done it's like that's not a good indicator for me <laughs> right right no i mean that's a that's a perfect example you know i have doug i helped somebody go from 0 to 7 figures in a year uh that came to me he was struggling for 6 months trying to launch his co- consulting business and the only reason i took him on well he was a referral from a past client so but the reason i took him on is because when i looked at everything he was doing i knew i knew i could get him really fast results and he had owned previous businesses so he wasn't new to business and he had sales experience even though his sales was still a mess it wasn't a good system but because i was able to look at what he was coming to the table with even though he was at zero with this new thing I, we were able to, you know, he was able to scale to right at seven figures, right at that million dollar mark in 12 months. That That's what I'm talking about. So to me, he wasn't really a startup, even yeah. though he was yeah. a startup. So yeah. very different. Yeah. Good, good. Well, l- let me ask you this. Is there is there one key message you would say to somebody who's listening that is in their business and they're struggling a bit trying to figure some of this out? Is there a specific jumping off point or maybe what the classic marketers talk about? Is there a pain point that is most common that you try to help people with? Yeah. I love when people feel like they're, they know there should be more for them. They're out of time. They know they're better than what they're getting paid for. They just a lot of times don't know how to put those pieces together to get those bigger, better clients at higher fees. Uh, that would be from that, from the coaching consulting standpoint, uh, get them into those higher profit margins, scaling, leveraging their time, get them out of the, the lower end of the market and get them into the more premium end of the market. So that that would be the that would be the main. Thing. I like that. I like mm-hmm. the way you say that. Mm-hmm. So on that point, tell people how they can get a hold of you if they are interested in learning more. Yes. Well, a couple of things. If you are, let's say you're in a successful business and you're really, or you're in a corporation and you're really considering coaching and consulting because you've developed a lot of expertise, then book a call with me at acarden.com. But if you're also a coach or a consultant and you want to scale, you're in scale mode. Uh, I do have an upcoming workshop. You can go to, I don't know when this is coming out, but I almost always have some sort of a workshop coming up. So you can go to expertinuworkshop.com and you can see what my upcoming workshop is. And if it, you can apply to attend, it's free, but uh, I do vet the room. So you you have to, it's by invitation only. There is an application process to come to that. Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, Ann, thank you for sitting in with us. This has been a, a real treat. I thank appreciate you. It. it has been my pleasure, Doug. And folks, I always like to remind people, if you're listening to this episode on your favorite streaming service, you can hop over to see the video version on YouTube, channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. We'd love to see you over there. Subscribe to the channel, leave us a comment, give us some feedback. And I always like to remind people, if you or someone you know might want to be a guest on this show, uh, drop me a line and let us know that too. For now, we're going to sign off, say goodbye, and uh, hope to see you again real soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.